And now, as a forgiven and a truly beloved people, let us hear our gospel reading for today. Now, I promise you, this is the correct one for this week. I got excited last week. For those of you who missed it, I'm sure you're losing sleep over the fact that you missed my last sermon, but it is okay. Um, But I did get excited, and I gave you this week's sermon last week. And so now, this week, you're getting last week's sermon. Woohoo! All right, so let us hear from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. This is the translation from the Common English Bible, but as always, I encourage you to read along or to hear this in the biblical language that best connects you with God. So once again, let us hear from John 1, 43 through 51, the encounter between Jesus and Nathanael. And the next day, Jesus wanted to go into Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip then found Nathanael and said to him, we have found the one, the one Moses wrote about in the law and the prophets, Jesus, Joseph's son from Nazareth. And Nathanael responded, can anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip said, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, here is a genuine Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. And Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are God's son. You are the king of Israel. (coughs) And Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And I assure you that you will see heaven open and God's angels going up to heaven and down to earth on the human one. (coughs) Excuse me. Jesus didn't say that part. (laughs) Thus ends our reading. These are the lessons of God for the people of God. Thanks be to Joe for making sure that there is water in the pew for me. And a cough drop. Lord Jesus, be a cough drop. Thank you. Thank you so much. For those of you who are listening, we have the ever so handsome and dashing Joe bringing me a delicious cough drop for my scratchy throat. Amen. Okay. Good morning. We have one more message on call, and we are going to be hearing it today. But this time, instead of talking about my call and our call with Jesus to drop our nets and run, we have a moment with Jesus 
And someone who really isn't expecting much from the one that we, in hindsight, of course, know to be the Messiah. Thank goodness that grace abounds in this text because it could have gotten real ugly real fast. This text brings us a message of hope and inspiration through our little friend here, Nathaniel, who initially doubted whether anything good can come from Nazareth. And this might be a wonderful biblical example, um, not only of grace, but also not saying the first thing that comes to your mind out loud. Uh, He is audacious with his response to Philip inviting him to see this guy called Jesus. So let's just dive right into that audacity. Once again, we read, Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about, the one whom the prophet spoke to us about. This is Jesus of Nazareth. He's the one, the son of Joseph. And good old Nate responds with, Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Now, those of us here in this day and age, from the comfort and hindsight of 2,000 or so years, might be able to see what is happening here. And we have our shock moment of Nathaniel saying this about Jesus and saying it out loud. But can we really blame Nathaniel? If we knew what he knew or what he didn't know about Jesus yet, we can't blame him for that response because at the time of Jesus, Nazareth was a little town. Actually, it was barely a town, really. It was more of a village. There were only about 500 people in this tiny little town that wasn't close to anything of note. It wasn't close to Jerusalem. It wasn't close to really anything. It was definitely not a place where someone would expect something amazing or outstanding to happen. And it is definitely not the kind of place that would produce a learned teacher or a captivating rabbi or a scholar of any kind and certainly not a prophet. And definitely not the kind of place where the promised one would call home. Now, some scholars even suggest that at the time, calling someone a Nazarene was mean. It was a way of bullying someone. It was the equivalent of calling someone a bumpkin or a hillbilly. And Nathaniel's comment is meant to be read and heard not as a genuine question, as sometimes we tend to read this, like, can anything good come from Nazareth? But it's sarcastic. He is making a point, like, can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? That's how this is coming across. And now looking back on this, of course we know differently, right? Something indeed good did come from Nazareth. Something amazing. Something completely unexpected. Also as unexpected is Jesus calling Nathaniel out for his comment. Ah, yes. Here comes a man with no deceit. In other words, I heard what you said. I know what you said. And you might actually be a little bit right. And in that calling out, 
he in turn called him in, invited him to be part of this movement that he was building, invited him into a deeper relationship, yes, with the one who came from Nazareth. And when we look at this from the outside, when we look at it from the outside looking in, we can see how the pieces fell together. We read how a new disciple was made. Easy peasy, super simple, just four lines. But this discipleship thing, this following Jesus thing, this doing good and do it, doing it well thing, the, the very things that we are also called to practice as disciples, not so easy, are they? Not all the time. And they're not all about being on the outside and looking in either. Because being a disciple is about going deeper. Answering Jesus' call to come and see or to follow is about going deeper and looking inside for what is good that can come from us when we answer Jesus' call on our lives. Even when we doubt if anything good can come from us, can anything good come from who we are? Can anything good come from where we find ourselves on the day-to-day? You see, Nathaniel's skepticism about Nazareth mirrors the doubts that we sometimes harbor about ourselves, about our own potential. How often do we limit our own capabilities or question the goodness that can emerge from our lives or from our attempts or from our moments of grace? Nathaniel's story is a reminder that Jesus calls all of us. Not just those who are ready to drop their nets and go. Not just those who've walked alongside him and have been with him from the beginning. Jesus calls us all. And perhaps especially those who doubt. And especially those who feel the least qualified to be disciples. Think about your own life. Not just your your faith journey, but your life. Have there been times when you have doubted your worth? Have there been times where you have doubted your abilities? Or even your own potential for good? Nathaniel teaches us that God's grace extends far beyond what we can even imagine for ourselves. It extends so far to the places that we may consider unworthy or unlikely, and often that is our own heart. In our world, we often witness extraordinary individuals who rise up from humble beginnings. We just celebrated Martin Luther King Jr., who was one of those figures indeed, but also consider Abraham Lincoln. He was born in a log cabin. He went on to become one of the greatest U.S. presidents. I mean, granted, that fact is up for debate, but we all know who he is. And there were good things that came out of the actions that he took, even when he himself 
doubted the good that could come from them. Consider Malala Yousafi, who emerged from a small valley in Pakistan to advocate for education and for women's rights as just a child, earning her the Nobel Peace Prize. Can any good come? These examples show us that greatness can indeed emerge from the most unexpected of places. But the reality is, is that we don't need to be Abe's or Malala's because we are just as qualified to do great things. No matter your age, your life experience, where you may have found yourself before this moment where you responded to Jesus' call to just come and hear, never mind follow, doesn't matter because you are qualified to do great things. We are all called. We are all just as called as Nathaniel was and Philip and Simon Peter, and Andrew. Jesus saw beyond Nathanael's skepticism, saw beyond Nathanael's doubt, and declared, here truly is someone who speaks the truth. Jesus saw something in Nathanael. Now, we don't know what that is. It was something that we're not given insight into. We're just given the words spoken by Jesus to Nathaniel upon seeing his approach. We don't know what it was that Jesus saw in Nathaniel, but he saw something, and it was good. And Jesus sees us, sees the true us, the us we hide, and calls us. Jesus calls us out as worthy and calls us in to dig deep inside and become disciples. You see, Jesus sees beyond our doubts, sees beyond our fears, our insecurities, our imposter syndrome, and recognizes the potential for goodness in each and every one of us. Just as Nathaniel was called, despite his initial, let's just call them reservations, we too are called to fulfill a purpose that is greater than ourselves. We just have to accept that, yes, something good can come from us. And that is why we are called to come and to follow Y'all, we are not defined by our past. We are not defined by our present. We are not defined by our doubts. But we are defined by the fact that we are good. And we have unlimited potential for good in the world. We are invited to participate in the unfolding of God's divine plan in our lives for the transformation of the world. And God's love knows no bounds. Not even our own doubts can keep God's call from being placed upon our hearts. 
God's call reaches each and every one of us, beckoning us, embracing us, calling us in, and encouraging us to truly embrace our unique purpose and to contribute in whatever way we can to the greater good. Jesus calls us, embraces us, beckons us, and continues to call us even when we initially dismiss that call or doubt our own worth to answer it. The truth is, no matter where you find yourselves, whether you're here in these pews, whether you're here by chance, whether you're here online or listening on the podcast, the truth is, God isn't just calling you, but God is calling you this very moment. So I ask you, not what good can come from you, but how can good not come from you? For you are the one who is called by Jesus today. May we all have the strength, may we all have the willingness to respond yes to that call. May it be so for each and every one of us. Amen.